You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 164th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Back at it once again after the greatest week of all time. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt, the Chillin' Chinchilla in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer, as always, in Boston, Massachusetts. Tim, I really, you let me down, buddy. I, I thought you were going to open with the dad joke to end all dad jokes somehow. I don't know what it was going to be, but... I think oh, he's I've, just warming up. He's only got a week. He's not I, quite I, in I'm more likely yeah. to hit you with a good bad jo- dad joke at this point because I've had months of but, practice. Yeah, no, but I, I don't even have a dad joke. I'm familiar with your humor, and it's it's just not it's, good enough. Oh, well, it's pretty much dad joke central s- since as long as we've known him. But yeah. I will say that I am working on it. I've got a, a sleep, and I got a Tom's Boonin was gonna be the name choice, and then. Heimar Zubeldia blows the lid off of all things slow ride and announces retirement on the second rest day of the tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the last minute, on the day that Heimar Toms Boonen was born, um, we decided to go with that name. Heimar, ah. um, what, what a great hero. And his favorite color is uh, fluorescent orange. Imagine that. Really? Already? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So have you been getting any sleep, Timmy? Are you going to like fall asleep midway through this podcast? Well, let's just let's just cut to the chase. Guess what I did last night, guys? Uh, got peed on four times. Uh, well, I have gotten peed on, um, and before, <laughs> and, amazingly, it also happened before I had a kid. Um, no, <laughs> I um, oh, boy, I started Zwift. I I'm all in on Zwift, so I'm going to do a, a Zwift podcast. Okay. Um, that's uh, going to be just for the Zwifters out there. Uh-huh. It's going to be called Zwift Central, and every could have been better. Yeah, There's a pun corner. in there, or an you alliteration done, you that you could have used. Zwift Corner, yeah. yeah. Zwift Corner, yeah. So we're going to do Zwift Corner, and I am going to organize some rides on Zwift, and everyone should come join me on Zwift, and it's going to be fantastic. At this point, they should pay us for advertising. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really are a dad. Titanium bike, Zwift. Yeah. Yeah. So I did some well, imaginary climbing. Tim. Well, thanks, guys. And Spencer. Yes, sir. We are now even. I missed your wedding just like you missed my wedding. Congratulations on your own big day. Uh, thank you. I think your facts are a little bit off, um, seeing as I was at your wedding. Um, but apology accepted. You missed the wedding ceremony. You were at the reception. Still doesn't count. Hmm. That being said, congratulations. And you were in Iceland this past week. I'm sure scouting out the course for the Icelandic Road National Championships. Because remember, this yes. is the country that we can go to and win the World Championships. And having been there, uh, I, I think we'd have we'd stand a chance. I, I did not see <laughs> a lot of uh, road cyclists there. Uh, mountain biking seemed pretty, uh, pretty good, but... Um, 
roadies were few and far between. I saw a couple of uh, bike camping, bike touring kind of people. Okay. So the uh, the uh, world championships could be held there for sure. Um, but uh, you know, I saw about three triathletes um, who were meeting up at the coffee shop to go for a ride one morning, and that was that was the extent of the uh, lycra clad uh, cyclists that I saw. So. I have heard a lot about the gravel scene in Iceland. Is it, so you're saying that that is a thing there. The, the whole the, thing is gravel. Like, the whole country is gravel, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like a lava gravel, crushed lava gravel. It's now, did you, get, did you get to ride bikes yourself, Spencer? No, we didn't do any riding. Oh, You didn't, didn't end work. up going on the volcano? No, we got rained out. Oh, ah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the helicopter, helicopter couldn't take off, so. That's... A huge bummer. Well, now you got to go back. I know. Well, that's the plan. So, man, to think the slow ride paid for your trip because you 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 got in one little bike thing just to make it a tax write off, <laughs> and now now you come back and you tell us you didn't even do it. I feel like maybe we're getting cheated. No, now, yeah, it's only up and up. I know okay. we have so much to talk about. Obviously, with the end of the tour um, and some other events, I do want to just throw this out there, guys. That um, over the weekend, I listened to the. Uh, Bike Shop Cross podcast, Bike Shop CX podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm totally going to put them over and say that that is probably one of my favorite podcasts that's out there right now. I'm not even, you got, let me ask you something. If I, when have I ever fixed something on a bike? Um, probably never. Wait, like repaired it and made it better or tried to fix it and made it worse? Either one. Well, <laughs> See, Let's just exactly. say you, 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 you haven't guys, put anything, you haven't made anything better. I'll put it that way. I still haven't fixed exactly. my arrow bars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so the point here is I am the world's worst mechanic and I have zero interest in mechanic type things, right? Like oh, yeah. at, at Swift Cycle, when the, someone came in with a bike problem, I happily pushed them over to our service extraordinaires, right? Like, like the people that were in charge of fixing bikes. Yep. Mr. David Palin and Scott Diedenbach make fixing bikes at least sound cool, which is a huge step up. And this whole past week, I learned all about the uh, Schiss system of, like, headset integration and, like, the uh, the measurement system oh, yeah. so you know yep. how things fit. It was amazing. And then that wasn't even the entire podcast. They took in all types of different questions. I highly recommend it. It was really good. So check it out. Now, here's the here's the rub, though. They want people to join the Wide Angle Podium Network and uh, how you can select money to uh, you know to support your favorite podcast, and they they encourage their listeners to take money away from the Wide Angle or from the Slow Ride uh, <laughs> podcast and to put it to the Bike Shop CX. That I do not endorse, um, <laughs> but you should definitely listen to this podcast. Do yourself a favor, listen to the last one or two episodes. Amazing production quality. And this podcast is going to be something I'm going to listen to it for a long time. They spent like five minutes talking about tubular cross tires and how to glue them, and I was pretty captivated in their nerddom. So great stuff. <laughs> that does sound good. I haven't listened to that one. I did go back and listen to the um, Ergo Lever Rebuild episode. Uh, that's good. And, you know, it was kind of like when I did it, but I wasn't talking the whole time. <laughs> so it was good. I- I, so let, let me just – this is the final part. <laughs> okay. Having this podcast on the network now, not only is it like playing bike shop bingo for every bike mechanic that exists out there should be listening to this podcast because they go over all the things they deal with every day in the bike shop. 
they, it raises the quality of the programs that's on the Wide Angle Podium Network in addition with, like, we got to hang out in some of these other ones. And now we're definitely the bottom tier, guys. Like, we are, we're at the bottom of the the, the education-wise when it comes to <laughs> why people listen to our show. we got to step up our game. we start bringing more expert opinions here is what I'm getting at. All right. Well, I can try to get better. Yeah, I think I think we bring a certain uh, cachet to the network that maybe some of the other shows, you know, aren't willing to play as fast and loose with the rules as we are. Well, things went downhill in the bike shop crosswind. They were talking about the tour, and Scott Dudenbach goes, "No, I just listened to the slow ride for my tour information." And I was like, Uh-oh. "Ooh, oh uh, yeah, like, <laughs> woo." <laughs> anyway. Rough. So uh, we're, we're happy that they're on the network, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, find out more at WideAnglePodium.com. You can find the link for the Bike Shop uh, CX. Um, yep. We also want to uh, encourage everyone to hit, continue to hit us up on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod, and as always, you can email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. We got tons of emails coming through um, yep. without, and you know we're not going to bury anything here, but the the story that's on everyone's uh, mind right now is, of course, the end of the tour with the. Once again, winner, Chris Froome, the re- repeat winner, if you will, the, the robot that is Chris Froome. Oh, the robot. And Shut up. Froomebot, <laughs> once again, in all of his illustrious attacks, as pointed out by podcast listener Derek Lewis, to take the yellow jersey forcefully away from everyone else takes the win over Rigoberto Uran and Romain Bardet. What a great podium. I'm actually really stoked on that podium. How about you guys? Yeah. I hey, my Velo Games team super stoked on that podium. Yeah, yeah, I thought thought you'd be all right with it. Um I, I'm I liked I'm, it. I'm pretty good with it because I mean, aside from the obvious uh Froome on the top step, like, there were some surprises there, you know, people expected Aru to be there. Uh people definitely didn't expect um uh Iran to be there, you know. We thought Pino and, may be playing around like, you know. I think I'm I know people didn't expect Iran, but it's crazy that people didn't expect Iran. He's been on the Giro podium twice. He got sick last year during the Giro, so like that's the only reason he had a lesser result. He has been underappreciated for a few years here. This I was thinking about this today. Iran has been second in the tour, second at the Giro twice, second at the World Championships and second at Lombardy and probably something else, but you take those five things right there, yeah. and he he has been so close to being a legend. Like, if he won one or two of those, he would be <laughs> if. always, like, no, if. but I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he has been, he's, he's yeah. been second in, like, the cream of the cream, and, like, he still gets sort of, I feel like, not, not talked about well, sometimes, and I, you I know, don't. And, and I think people are like, who's this, this? you know cannondale guy that like just sort of on this scrappy team of of kind of washed up has been nobodies but like yeah people kind of forget he was he was the guy on sky crushing everyone just a couple years ago you know when wiggins couldn't do anything at the zero yeah so i mean the pedigree is there obviously let me throw this out there then to you guys i mean it's great to see you're on spencer you're right about uh froom you know we could just skip that whole thing but you're on here do you, little guy, you're saying that, that he could be a hero, a legend. 
I think what's going against him is twofold. One is he's Colombian and he's he's in the same generation as Nairo Quintana, who's actually winning Grand Tours. You may have know this that he won the Giro and the Vuelta, so therefore that is better than all of the second places combined. Yeah, and Uran is still got a great future. I'm excited for a Nairo and Uran like competition moving forward, and hopefully mm-hmm. they can just take out this the Froombot status. But I mean. Oh, second place is still second place. It's not a Grand Tour victory. No, it's not, but it's a great, great result. Yeah, and Nairo's done it before at the Tour. Yeah, I'm not taking anything I mean, away from Nairo okay. by liking Thank you. a run. Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Jeez, you, you really top want... ten. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, so... you're really trying to play up Nairo here when he had his worst <laughs> Grand Tour ever. Maybe we can not talk about him during this, maybe, but if you want to bring him up. No, we, we don't need to. <laughs> so so here, here's the thing. We, like, going into this tour, everybody expected Froome to win, and he did. Um, you know, maybe it was tighter than you thought. Maybe it was whatever. But um, we, we all knew the race was for second place, and Iran got second place. So is it really best of the rest, or is that a win on its own? Yeah, it's kind of a win. I mean, for a guy, when you're racing against a guy who had won threes, now won four, obviously you're racing against, like, a legend of the tour. Mm-hmm. Can so can I ask? It, it is in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But so, you're right. Tim's right. It's still not a win. I mean, how much time did Froome take Uran on in Dunkirk? Wasn't that isn't that where the difference was? Is the rainy kind of opening time? time Dunkirk's trial? a movie. That's the movie that just the came in, out. Christopher Nolan movie. It's in multiple formats. You guys should get to the th- theater. It's also yeah. you know an, an actual thing that happened. But Tim Tim's obviously been reading movie reviews. <laughs> uh, but I'm talking about the uh, that that town in Germany. Where where it was raining in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. He took a he took a bunch of time there. I mean, the was time trial he, the, he took time out of everybody. Yeah, but was that the fifty four seconds? I guess was what I was getting at. What, what does it stem all the way back from stage one and some time? Uh, I think but, so. Probably. I haven't looked, but it's I'd say most of it is okay. from the beginning. Yeah. Ne- next part: Bardet winning by just or just one second over Mikel Landa for the third step on the podium. Landa. Do you think – is this a situation where it was Froome and Wiggins years ago and now Froome is staring down at his quote-unquote loyal lieutenant and looking in the rear view and being like, you're off the team next year and I'm going to announce it right now. Landa to Trek Segafredo? Yeah, maybe that – I was trying to think of where he'd go because there's all this rumors of Movistar, which makes zero sense and would be – Lando would be making the same mistake he made when he left Astana and Uh. he went to Sky and we all knew he went to Sky because they offered him – a nice chunk of change but we knew he wasn't going to get leadership and here he was at the tour running around with a weight on his ankle in the mountains like you could tell he had more obviously he could have been on the podium i don't know i think he would have challenged Froome, absolutely if given the chance so landed 2018 is the big question that i mean he's going to be the number one contender along with probably aru and maybe nabali even but Oh, how quickly we forget can, about Richie Port. Uh, oh, I forgot about Richie Port because yeah. I knew he was going to crash out of this race, and he did. Well, so let, let me get back to this little guy you, you touched on a little bit with Landa, uh, the the movie star um, rumors that, that yeah, continue to silly. swirl. It is silly unless you think of my conspiracy theory, which makes perfect sense, is that Valverde is not going to come back, so they need to fill a role. But they also realize Nairo is not the horse to hitch their wagon to any longer. They need the young up-and-coming Colombian 
They're the so same. They, he's not Colombian. He's Spanish, and they're the same sorry. age. Sorry, I'm thinking of a run. Um, <laughs> the, this conspiracy theory is amazing. Keep wait, going, wait, wait, Spencer. Wait, wait, wait. You go. Keep going, better. though. I like it, it though. So Landa to uh, movie star, and then yes. Nairo, the jilted former leader of movie star, goes to Cannondale, where he is united with Iran, his Colombian compatriot, and they systematically destroy Grand Tours for the next three years. <laughs> I mean, that wow, could that... happen. I mean, they're former roommates, so it could happen. Um, I don't I don't buy I guess it makes sense because uh, Movistar's Spanish. Mm-hmm. Well, Spencer had Spanish it. Guy. Spencer yeah. had me until he said that Lando was Colombian, and then all of a sudden it just started unraveling. I, I, was, but... I was too far ahead. Of, I was too far into my own spiderweb of, of what was going on. But with Cannondale, with the big new sponsorship, They've got the juice. They've got the money to do it, and they've they've but got something to prove. Land is it, doing the same. Then he would be doing. The, I mean, he really needs to go to a team where it is a hundred percent clear nobody else is getting that leadership. Yeah, because when he left Astana, when he when he got third at that Giro and and mm-hmm. Aru won. I mean, the the talk then was, oh, Landa was going to win that Giro, and he yeah. only didn't win the Giro because team orders, yeah. and. Going to Sky, it was like, well, the same thing's going to happen, Landa. I'm not surprised. I don't. And he's yeah. all kind of like moaning and going, oh, I could have done better. But I'm like, yeah, dude, you went to Sky. Like, God, yeah. this is the th- problem for years where people go to Sky. Um, Tim's favorite German rider, who we haven't seen since he went to Sky, Leopold um, Koenig. Yeah, yeah Leopold got Koenig, the tattoo on my which back. I don't even know what team we. I think we talked about that he went to he's another team, but yeah, Bora. but he's. Non-existent now. I mean, yeah. he, he's he's lost his magic. Um, I'm just so, yeah. I just think you got to go somewhere where you're clear that's, leader. That's so, why if he's going to movie star, Nairo has to go. He has to take him out somehow. They um, can't get rid of Nairo, man. That's their he's their man. He's their main man. Uh, he's they're, they're, they can't get rid of him. They can't. But let's get on to as we continue down the top ten here. Mm-hmm. I do want to do a little segue of um, segue Sam action on Cannadale America's team. Um, as they were billing themselves on social media and the top place American, all three Americans were on the Kendale squad, Nathan Brown at two hours down. And then a few places down at two hours, one minute or two hours, three minutes, Andrew Talansky. I have to admit a little disappointed that Talansky wasn't there in any type of support form for Iran there at the end. Did, um, I found that a little bit surprising. Maybe he was just a little bit off. Uh, the Bulldog did not have a day. And then everyone's favorite American, it seems the guy that is, you know, more popular than anything, almost to be a. Uh, um, I, I don't. I don't know if he's if it's the most meta interviews that have happened on uh, <laughs> the internet or what. The most self-aware um, artificial intelligence. We're talking about uh, Taylor Finney, who has taken the world by storm, finally finishing and entering his first Tour de France. It was with great joy to get to see him on the national stage uh, after the. Uh, you know the. The, the roadblocks that have been up against him. So that was uh, pretty cool to see. What's your uh, guys' uh, over-under on American – how many years till the next American um, Tour de France winner? I'm going to give you seven years before we even have a real contender. Whoa. Over or under? Under. Wow. Under. Um, Absolutely under. I think within three years, Dan Martin will win the uh, <laughs> Tour de France. Well played, because I was going to say over. Hey, Slow Ride podcast listeners and all those new ones we've picked up, that joke goes all the way back to episode two of the Slow Ride podcast, where we (laughs) thought Dan Martin was an American. So there you go. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Tim, I'm going to kind of come on your Talansky bandwagon a little bit. I I think he just, 
misjudge the form. I think he'll be good for the Volta, which okay. that's where the counts. It, I, I that's where so. Froome is re- vulnerable. It's it's the Floridian. So uh, let's get going, guys. Uh, the best news about Fabio Aru's uh, tour was that the had finally Astana has developed a tricolor Italian national championship kit that looked decent. Yeah, that was good news. He did um, attack a little bit. Fa- a little bit? The dude attacked plenty. Well, Come on. Which, well, we've talked about it before, <laughs> this whole gentleman's rules. It would be great if he was the one that yeah. just kind of threw those out the window and just looked at everybody in the face like the Cobra, he Ricardo Rico, and said, I'm going like to attack the cobra. you. I mean, the Cobra was a total jerk. <laughs> Aru has the pain faces. He has the greatest uh, pain faces in the world. Since Tyler Hamilton. No, they're so much better. I mean, he looks like something is trying, like trying to get out of his chest. Like there's an animal, or like a bug laid an egg in him, and suddenly it's coming out on the last climb of everything. It's so good. I, I I'm so you get so bored with these poker faces, man. Yeah. That's what I like about a root, and he looks just in pain, but he claws his way back. It's great. So it is good. And you know you you need that you need somebody to take up that torch after uh, Tommy Volkler is uh, laying it down. Oh come on, man! I was on, I was having a good day, and you got to remind me Tommy's done, <laughs> retired. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's a bad day when Tommy uh, Volkler. He, he, he couldn't even win like the most. You know, he was just getting shown to form by Thomas Degent, who was like on yeah, fire. Yeah, and then Degent didn't even win the competitive prize. And and that, Bargill that, had a good race, but yeah. Degent the, was in the break. <laughs> Every day he deserved it, and I know Bargill is French. He won two stages, polka dot, top ten, all that jazz. That's awesome, but that's plenty. He doesn't need. He doesn't yeah. need anything no, else. Absolutely. And Degent. Then, Degent was robbed. So and that's a in, joke. In sixth place, uh, seventh and eighth, we have Dan Martin, Simon Yates, Louis Mentes, Alberto Contador in ninth, and then Warren Bargill in tenth. Tim, um, are other- you ready to get off the Mentes train? Because no. I mean that twelve-year-old that snuck into the race. <laughs> Can he do something exciting uh, no. riding around for whatever place he gets every year the last few years? Like, send him to the Volta. Come on. Make the dude attack. Like, I'm still on the Mentes, the, the Mentes uh, bandwagon. He's, strictly he's a boring because... Zubeldia. <laughs> wow. That hurt. I could Don't see even the pain disrespect Heimar. Oh, he's got one more race, is... baby. It's going well, on I... on top. Luis Mentes, yes, little guy. It was a little boring as he just uh, followed the Simon Yates of the Yates Brothers Motors team um, around for that amateur jersey competition. It was a little bit tight at the end, amateur but jersey. It, top it, amateur. it was a, top, top amateur U25 or whatever you want to call it. Um, the, the, the place that matters for all everyone that wants to know, 16th place was for Bryce Falou at 36 minutes down. Oh, Only keeping the schlecks alive. Doing one, something, yeah. one minute and one second in front of Carlos Betancourt, who got 18th oh. place. We were so Tried. close to the glory that would be Carlos Betancourt, who, did you guys notice, he cut his hair. He had that amazing, he cut yeah. his hair before Sagan jumps in to cut his hair on the bandwagon. So we're just going to throw that out there. Betancourt is the trendsetter. Yeah, I um, do you guys? That's a trend, I guess. I, I was saying, what other trend? Greipel didn't win a stage. He came <laughs> super close at the last last day, but he he didn't time it right. So that's the first time in like fifteen yeah. grand tours or some crap. Yeah, but Spencer, I had a question for you. Sure. Um, so Tim's losing Volkler. He's retiring or not Volkler? Uh, Zabelia. Yeah. After one more, he's got one more race. He's doing San Sebastian this weekend. Um, I lost Volkler. That's why yeah. I'm heartbroken. Did Ventoso d- retire? I mean, I'm assuming that's sort of the equivalent. How's he doing? What's he doing? What's his race program look like? Are you feeling you know, okay? 
You know, I haven't uh, I haven't followed up on him recently, but last I uh, last I saw, he was still riding strong. Yeah. All right. I mean, I didn't know. Did, did I don't think anybody else retired or is going out here? But I I was kind of worried that maybe one of your favorite you know, riders yeah. who hasn't done anything since 1998 <laughs> was going to retire. I, I have to. <laughs> I have to admit, uh, little guy, I'm getting a little concerned about Spencer's um, uh, quiver of favorite cyclists because we all have them. He's got this Bookman's guy of uh, Bora who got like 15th or something of the tour, you know, had a decent yeah. result. But after that and Pipo, I'm a little concerned that he's starting to run a little dry because I'm all in on the uh, Edward Toons uh, wagon. Um, I'm know. all in on Tis Benut. Right. Like, I. Hey. Th- these are the futures of hey. cycling, guys. Hey. Pipo's got one more year. He's signed up for one more year and then he's going to be a director, so I still get to see him all the time. I just want to. Uh, well. I just want to cut in him. here. I got to cut yeah. in here with a Francisco uh, Ventoso update. He's riding for <laughs> BMC this year. He's currently riding the Tour of Wallone and uh, finishing just fine. Thank you very much. So, other couple, bike racing? What? Couple yeah. rapid fire things I want to get to before we get into um, uh, some some additional information, guys. Time trial inside the soccer stadium. Coolest or greatest time trial start and finish ever. Uh, Wait, my options are coolest or greatest? Yes. Coolest? It's the only time trial that's ever somewhat captivated me because, like, I would actually go to the stadium to watch that because you could watch it on the video screen and see the racers. It, I was impressed with that setup. I really enjoyed that. Was this the uh, the final sec- or yeah. whatever? Yeah, final, yeah last you, they've you done that sort of thing at the, at the Giro before, though. They end in, like, Roman Coliseums and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you guys know, I know. Uh, with the wedding last week, I, I pretty much tuned out for the whole last five, five or so stages of the tour. So, I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, social media, I wouldn't even know for sure if Froome had won. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty out of the loop. And, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't feel that bad. I don't feel like I've missed very much. Well, I've missed a lot. <laughs> don't, no, feel bad. The, the slow ride <laughs> pod. The Slow Ride Podcast Twitter account was blowing up with everyone talking about how there's 17 cycling podcasts every day about the tour. So I'm happy that we didn't podcast every single day because we have the real information, such as um, Edward uh, or Dylan Tunes and Edward Tunes and the future of Belgian cycling in Tispanute. This is where you go for that. You're not getting that on this other, the other podcasts. No, no, no. They're talking right so, to them. But here you get to hear us talk about it. Um, yeah. So... One of the things that came on this last week was the La Corsa by the Tour de France. This is the women's race that re- it's kind of replaced the the final day circuit race that they have on the Champs Elysees in Paris. This year it was the climb of the up the um, what is it the Is Isadore or whatever you guys want to call it uh, some really big steep climb, and then it ended with the pursuit time trial, similar to what you saw in the Hammer Series, but instead of a team time trial, it was individual time trial and road bikes only, no aero equipment or aero helmets. So people were set off on their time gaps. It was fun to watch on both um, um, days for me. The disappointing part was that the time trial at the end, there was no real challenge for the winner. Like the, she had a 53 second head start, I believe, and then places two, three, and four weighted up for each other, so they could do a, or two through four could weight it up for each other, do a four woman time trial to kind of catch the person, mm-hmm. and they didn't really ever bring it back. 
I think there's a lot of legs here to make this type of competition work. But my biggest takeaway was Team Tibco is sponsored by Navigators. That's what I noticed. Like, I'm watching the race and then they had Navigators on the jersey. And I was like, oh, my God, Navigators is back. That's great. So if you ever need vote insurance, you know where to go. That's right. I... So, Animaic Van Vluten won by 43 seconds over um, Elizabeth Dynan of um, Bulls uh, uh, um, Dolman mm-hmm. Cycling. So, it was good stuff. That was on the uh, the stage after the Isidore. Sorry, but it yeah, was still a uh, still it's fun a, to it's watch. A, it's kind of a plus minus for me. Like, I'm glad they they expanded to two days. Uh, but yeah, that format I don't think was uh, as good as the kind of circuit race they did around the Champs Elysees, even if. Even if that course is kind of boring, like, I get it, but um, no one wants to watch a weird TT thing. I don't know. It, it was a little strange, especially now that... Um, but two days. Hey, that's a step in the right direction, I guess. It's a step in the direct right direction, but I don't know... Like, I, I, the more I think about this and the more I read about it and hear about the varying opinions, do you, you do a women's race that's completely separate from the Tour de France on its own days and calendar, or... Do you put a women's tour de France on the same course as the men's, but then you risk not getting the full exposure that they deserve? And that's kind of, you know, looking at these stages that the women had, they were so much earlier than the men's stage. You know, it was, it was just kind of yeah. like a master's race at the start of a criteria well, morning. And it, I mean, don't feel that they deserve yeah. that type of treatment. That makes sense, but you got to, you got to accept early is good in the case of like the Cascade Classic. Uh, they just haven't. You got to separate the yeah. races by some amount of time, or they come together and they literally run into each other at the finish. Yeah, that, so yeah, I know I, what you're saying. I totally agree with you're saying, Tim. But <laughs> maybe they were trying to avoid that situation. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I just want that race to get the full credit it deserves, and I think yeah. that you know you can get it when it's on the um, Champs-Élysées a little bit more than a time trial the day before it finishes. Like, why not have three days? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, you can still do a pursuit time trial. Like, do it somewhere else. I don't know. I just they just got to do a hammer series right there. The last three days, it'd be amazing. Ex- I hope it good. continues I mean, to grow. Let me just say that I want it to yeah. grow big time yeah. because the racing is exciting. They, the women are fantastic athletes. It's captivating um, performance to watch, and I, I look forward to the to this growing in the future. I hope it yeah. happens a lot faster yeah. than it seems to right now. Yep. Um, and little guy, you touched on the Cascade Classic, which I think we'll get into here in a little bit. But right now, I gotta interrupt you guys because it's time for a pre lap. Oh. This is Elred, bartender at Slogos. Who's this Stephen Hyde character? You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Who are we sprinting for today, Spencer? Uh, first out of the gate, we're sprinting for Health IQ. Um, you know them. You love them. We've talked about them a lot uh, on this show, and that is because they are great supporters of the network, uh, Wide Angle Podium, all the shows on the network, and of our show in particular. Um, we're supported by Health IQ. Uh, if you somehow don't know, they're a life insurance company. Uh, that celebrates the health conscious, including cyclists. And you can head over to healthiq.com slash slowride to learn more and get a free quote. Uh, you can check out their FAQ page for uh, more info, get some questions answered. But 
essentially what it boils down to is that they know that cyclists are generally healthier people uh, than, you know, your run-of-the-mill person. Um, you know, active people, 22, 22% lower cancer risk, 50% lower heart rate risk, um, 34% lower risk of early death. Stats. Uh, they got stats to back it up, and they use those stats to get you lower rates on, on life insurance. Um, Sounds good. Well, yeah. as, the, as the new dad here, I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. you need that life insurance, and you can save a boatload of money. You can pay a lot less if you go with Health IQ and get the quote from them. It helps us out. Go to healthiq.com slash slow ride to find out more and how to save money on your life insurance. Uh, thanks for telling me that, guys, because I was confused. I thought maybe it was a remake of the 1994 classic uh, IQ starring Walter Matthau, Meg Ryan, <laughs> Tim Robbins. But now I know. It's actually life insurance. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's health IQ. Yeah, it's different. Health IQ. Well, I thought it was yeah. like health IQ, and, and it was like a healthy version of that movie. But it would yeah. make sense. Walter Matthau's past. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that trailer for Dunkirk. And that leads into uh, <laughs> the uh, the next supporter of the network. And once again, yep. that is the Wide Angle Podium Network. We talked about it earlier. We're not going to go into it too much more. We love all the shows that are on there, and we most importantly love the supporters that have decided that we provide some value. If you ever want to buy us a beer, a great way to do it is just to uh, sign up for Wide Angle Podium Network. Um, go, go there, look at the family of shows. You can select what shows you want to support. It helps us out. It helps pay the server fees. And, uh, you know, travel gets by, uh, Spencer over to Iceland to do his in-depth uh, gravel uh, road reporting. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. Uh, <laughs> We, we we Tim put it uh, the best uh, that can be put, but yeah, we're we're a donor supported network, and that's that's how we are able to do what we do. So, if you uh, if you like what you hear, uh, consider uh, becoming a member. Oh, uh, like I just had a tweet come through just now from Follow Adam that said he just became a paid member of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Support well, the thanks. community, folks. Uh, thanks so, a lot, Adam. I'll give him a shout out for his good timing. Um, yeah, real good timing, man. I. I'm a little hungry, guys. Oh, you got something you're going to... I have these nice um, Starburst jelly beans, um, which I don't know if they're vegan, but I'm pretty sure they're healthy. Maybe not a great Uh, choice, actually, Tim. Um, Maybe not the greatest choice, Tim. Why is that? Well, Well, they're neither nature (laughs) or in a box. Oh, (laughs) tell me more. I don't know anymore. Spencer does. Yeah, uh, so we picked up a brand new sponsor for the show this week. Uh, you've probably heard them uh, across your podcast listening. Naturebox.com uh, slash slow ride is where you can go to get yourself some healthy snacks, Tim. What kind um, of snacks are we looking at? Anything better than these jelly beans? Because those jelly beans, absolutely, they don't sound that good. Number one, those weren't sport <laughs> beans. So I want something better. No, there, there, there are much better snacks available at uh, at Nature Box. Uh, I've gotten the sriracha roasted cashews; those are pretty good. Uh, good. Dark cocoa nom noms, very good. Um, uh, Asiago cheddar cheese crisps are another uh, one of my personal favorites. Um, but you can uh, basically just head over to naturebox.com/slowride, um, pick out some snacks you want. They've got a great deal going right now, and. Uh, Put in the promo code SLOWRIDE, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get you some uh, some even better deals than uh, you were expecting. And I feel uh, like we've made it. 
Yeah, I mean, we should pretty much just stop the podcast at this point because we got sponsored by the naturebox.com slash slow ride. It's true, but it only works if people actually go there. So, oh, never mind. We're, we we're gotta actually, continue the we're podcast. We, we gotta, okay. We're officially yeah, doing we, a podcast now. Yeah, we got to keep pushing it. Yeah. So, um, if you guys want to uh, check out some healthy snacks uh, that won't uh, give you dings on your health IQ score uh, that you're trying <laughs> to get, keep your keep your numbers good. Um, also, allow you to uh, you know do some snacking on the couch after your Zwift intervals. Um, and not uh, not have to feel guilty about it. You know, get yourself some mini Belgian waffles. You feel right and, at home. Uh, Spencer, before we good. end this uh, preem lap, I just we got an email from longtime listener and many time email writer Brian Brian Koneman. Also, uh, mm-hmm. BK uh, BK the dad says, "Hey, one more thing, guys. Please consult your local percussionist on how to ring your preem bell. You are solely miss sorely missing the full acoustic properties of your so called <laughs> bell." It's not it's not well, an orchestra regulation bell. It's just I don't even know where. Spencer probably found it, stole it off a cow or something, Brian. No, Sorry. You can see this bell. This is this is can you see the brand name on it? This is a Rafa bell. So oh, I'm thinking wow. whatever whatever uh he's hearing is is probably something wrong with his ears and not the bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He probably doesn't have Rafa headphones on. Alright, let's Easy. um Let's get back to the show, Spencer. We we gotta just get it out of the way. We I'm just we gotta get it over with. Oh, you guys no. really read your paragraphs? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm ready to read it. Okay, let's get to it. <laughs> cool. Uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale Cyclocrossworld.com. And you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. All right. Uh, All right. Tim, so, so I crushed you guys. You guys made fun of my team, and then I crushed you. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all there is to say. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. If you just give me a default fifteen hundred points for Valverde, I think it would have been uh, hey, maybe a little different. I lost guys too. I lost Micah. I lost Guessing. I yeah, lost. But those guys suck. No, those guys were going to both win <laughs> stages. So, Hey guys, before we get into this and we build down, let, we got an email here from um, uh, Tom. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. no, no. What no, no, are we listen. doing? Listen. Better be just... pertinent, Tim. I, you're not Tom, changing the subject well, here. Tom Haynes and uh, Victoria Haynes, they, they email us in and they say, hey guys, I picked my Velo Games uh, League team, Bob's Biscuits, and selected some riders that I don't like Good very name. much. Fabio <laughs> Aru, for one. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to take a perverse pleasure in my immediate family's unfortunate failings with her picks. She only picks Dan's and Al's. And when Valverde crashed, I cracked a slight smile. I feel guilty about this. Rafa Micah has since landed me right in the trouble by pulling out. I'm furious that he has not continued. I'm starting to lose compassion for the riders and have started to view them as machines. Is this wrong? Or am I just experiencing the transition from fan to director sportif? Is (laughs) Velo Games more important than real life? Thanks, guys. Keep up the work. And there's a couple of things here I do want to point Keep out. Keep up the work. Not even the good work, just the work. This guy's just just toil away, fellas. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Here's the thing. Mrs. Haynes, who only picks Dan's and Al's. So yeah. Alejandro Valverde, Alberto Contador, Dan Martin. Wh- who else are we in? Like, I mean, I, I'll have to do some uh, searches to see who these other folks are. But that would be great if you could actually pull together that kind of uh, squad. But he does ask a good Probably question, could. little guy. You as the champion of the three of us. 
Do you do you view these people as racers or do you view them as machines? <laughs> no, I don't view them as machines because I had I had multiple breakdowns on these on these suckers. <laughs> I had Mika, Gessink, and Fuslang, and then not to mention Sagan, but we all had Sagan, so that yep. that kind of negated itself. But no, I mean that's probably why I lose most of these is because I just pick guys I like, you know, want to hang out with. Same you reason I voted for Bush, you know, want to have a beer with that dude. <laughs> you know, you know where you failed this year, little guy, is that you didn't uh, pick us nowhere. Uh, you didn't pick a French sprinter. <laughs> yeah, of all the years to pick a French sprinter to increase your uh, point total, I um, only had one option. It was Demar, and I just I'm not a huge. I don't know. I just didn't want to have him for. I didn't want to have three weeks of Demar. If I go into so, a classic, I can spend one day rooting for the guy, but I can't root for him for three weeks. This, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. We have over 200 teams have entered this year's competition. As always, the winner of the three of us gets to write paragraphs that we read live on the air that we've never reviewed. Before mm-hmm. we even get into that, there were some I didn't amazing. Write I there just were some amazing. Remember now, amazing team names this year. That. People, I encourage you to go into our league, take a look at them. We'll continue to post some of our favorites that were up on the um, the website. But there, there was some fantastic creativity. We'd like to thank everyone for listening uh, or for participating. And uh, with that, that's going to be the end of the show. And we would like to thank everyone for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Um, yep. Most importantly, uh, um, our sponsors. Yep. Uh, we want to thank, uh, we wanna thank uh, other people. Other and people, the fantastic. Um, you should definitely wave. Uh, yep, and def- that's about it. We gotta yep, wrap this up. That's about it. Yep. I'll talk to you, you guys, guys later. Like, like the kid who tries to not read read his 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 report in front of the class and then puts it off to like the third day. So then, rather than just getting out of the way, spends three days like with a stomach ache. All right. All right. Here we go. I I, I just I just stole I just stole these because uh, I totally forgot to do this. So I just stole these. Uh, these good lyrics for you guys a minute brick, ago. So brick bats. All right, I'll start. Brick bats right. fly at my fireplace. Upside down, I see them in the fire. They squeak and roast there. Wings leap across the floor. Fold up the wall shadows. The window curtain ghost throws my heart and dusts my throat. My mind caught by the corner. Gradually decides it's safe. Becomes a bat itself. Flexes its little claws. Oh, beautiful, Timmy. That was pretty beautiful, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you you, you I really wrote that painted a, you painted a word picture for me. You did paint a word picture. That was nice. <laughs> like a yeah. All right, here goes mine. <clears throat> but do it in the beefard voice. Do it in the beefard voice. I don't know what that is, and I'm proud to say that. God, it's embarrassing. <clears throat> There's old gray with her dove winged hat. There's old green with her sewing machine. Where's the bobbin at? Toting old grain <laughs> in a painted sack, the dust blows forward and the dust blows back. All right, it's a passable reading. So, did I sound like Captain Beefheart? No, I didn't get to it. Okay, no, I'm sorry. You you were reading uh, some later Beefheart, Tim. Kind of a different vocal tonation than when Sp- what Spencer was reading was some kind of some earlier Beefheart. Mm. So Spencer's uh. would be a little lower and raspier. You guys are lucky that I have yet to win one of these competitions because my paragraphs are going to be written for about a two and a half week period, and they're going to be amazing. And there may be some friendships that end at the end of it. 
I'm surprised <laughs> your, yours just haven't been in your draft folder for the last two years, like, ready Probably to send. Probably are. <laughs> One of these days, guys, I'm going to win. Yeah, not we, uh, the Volta, my friend. <laughs> so we did get another uh, iTunes review. Um, this one comes from I'm a Good Influence, five stars. One of my favorite, yeah, not just cycling podcasts. There's a gear nerd. There's a color commentator. There's the more sober play-by-play guy. It's a perfect sports panel. Who's who? I really appreciate hearing from seasoned bike lovers with a similar perspective as mine. A weirdo in the U.S. who is to watch Flanders on those janky virus shedding streams. Yep. Bonus points for giving me the ability to ask, does it have a sweet paint job when my boyfriend said he bought a Klein frame out of a barn? Oh, I've always waved... I've always waved at my fellow cyclists, but since I started listening to this podcast, my waves have gotten 300% more enthusiastic. Cycling is a super fun hobby to have, and these guys remind you to keep a smile on your face that when you can't be on the bike. So much to break down here, but a Klein frame barn find? Yeah, a real barn find. That's that's great. So thanks for the awesome review. And yeah, it better have a sweet paint job if it's a Klein. And I think, guys, we need to stop talking about clients and posting Klein corners because that eBay watch list keeps going through the roof as more and more people want the Klein. So I don't know what the next brand's going to be, but oh, man, it's great to see people loving the Klein bikes. And now that we may have a new listener from uh, the old company in Madison, Trek Bikes, that bought Klein... Maybe we can bring it back. Wink, wink. Special edition slow ride issue. Oh, I see where I see where you're going with this. Yeah, I think, I think we can is, work these connections. I think this is how we can leverage this in yeah. to the whole I like situation. It. I like it. Right. But uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, little guy, you were the gearhead, and I was the sober one. You know. So I'm the color commentator. I, I was a little – I thought Spencer would be the color commentator. Little guy's the gearhead and I'm the sober play-by-play, which mm. can't possibly be true. Yeah. Mm. I mean – I'm not sure. Maybe we're all we're all each and every one of them at the same time. It could rotating. be. It's a rotating. It's rotating. Little, little guy's a pretty good color commentator, I got to say. Because we just babble on about things and then he comes on and makes sense out of it. Kevin you know. Dolan Kevin Dolan hit us up with like an email. Joe Buck. Congratulations <laughs> to Spencer for the big day. Hopefully Tom Carlos Betancourt Boonen has a great first day and makes an appearance on the pod in the near future. Of course, this was written during the rest day when Heimar Tom's Boonen made his appearance. But uh, Carlos Betancourt Boonen would also have a pretty good ring to it. Thanks for uh, hitting us up in the well wishes, Kevin. We have certainly yes. appreciate that. Um couple of other uh, good emails. This one I actually like. I have to get this one out of the way because this one's from a junior. It says, hey, guys, I'm a junior racer out of the mid-Atlantic region. Last weekend I was racing the state championship road race, and a couple times over the course, the group crossed paths with cyclists going the other way on a Sunday ride. I know you have decided it's always in the best interest to wave at your fellow cyclists, but how does this apply if you're in a race? At the time, I was in a small group and did the lift two fingers wave. So this is a very good question from uh, Sam of Team Crosshairs. And uh, so, Samuel, let me give you um, my advice, which is going to be better than their two advices combined. <laughs> okay. All right. Always, always wave at your fellow cyclists. What better time to wave than in a bike race at the state championship? Because then when you win, you can turn around to those jerks that didn't wave and said, I also waved and I still beat you. That's pretty good. It's a good, that's a good reason. Yeah. Um, as the resident gearhead here, I'd say just don't wave. <laughs> just reach down and shift. 
to the down tube, yeah? Okay. Wherever the shifter is. I mean, I'm not judging. <laughs> down tube, end of the no, bars, up uh, on the brakes. No, you're making fun, but yeah, I, I think a two-finger wave is plenty. Like, you don't need to go full bore, like, when it's a race. Here's, here's what I, my take on it would be, is that those guys going the other direction, they probably uh, gathered that a race is happening, and, and they aren't expecting you to wave like no. they normally do. But if you do, all of a sudden, you've got fans on the side of the road. When you exactly. come around, when you come around for that next lap, those guys are cheering for you in the I, break. I think unless you're in a full time trial tuck because you're one of two people that could actually win the time trial or the GC of some stage race that stage race that doesn't even really exist here in the United States for amateurs, you should be waving at every single moment that you're out there. Like even in a crit, if you're in the middle of the pack, you should be the person back in the sprinters lounge. Just waving at everybody because who are they going to pick up and start being like, I want that guy to win. You're going to become the fan favorite. You remember you – uh, no, you guys weren't there. Shit. Okay, so back in the day when I was a messenger in, in Milwaukee, um, you know, Super Week was still going on, and they were doing uh, a crit um, <clears throat> down near downtown around the brewery. Uh, and we all went and watched it after work one day, and there was a dude in the Pro 1-2 race – who like forgot his jersey? Okay, and so nice. he he wore Very a white pro. he wore a white t shirt in the race. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. nice! And you know who we were cheering for, right? Like oh, we yeah. were like t shirt guy, you got to do it. And he was like t- kind of tailgunning, you know, obviously maybe not prepared for the race, but uh, yeah, you if you can single yourself out somehow and become the people's hero, that is what you need to do. You know, a plain white T-shirt may be the best idea to bring to a race as your emergency kit because yeah. most T-shirts we get at races that have graphics on them or whatever, they, they fit they, – it's not there. If you get like a nice white undershirt, you have an opportunity to sell sponsorship opportunities to the fans <laughs> lining the road. If he was really smart, he would have went up to you and your messenger um, uh, friend, Spencer, if you could get through the smell, of course, and get right. up to him and say like – Hey, do you, do you guys want to sponsor my uh, my race today? Like, here, I'll give you the side panel, and then they can write their <laughs> phone number or something. Eh, I think there's some likes here. We 100% would have done that, yeah. Yeah. So, little guy, I, I always I did a. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. I did a crit this last weekend, sort of, a little bit. And there's no way you can wave during a crit. There's no, not physically crit. no way. I mean, See, it, you feel, guy, one, like you're going to die, and two... <laughs> <laughs> They're like three laps long, and then you go yeah. home. So like you yeah. don't have time to wave. Yeah, that's um, true. You're 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 responding to Tim's, uh, uh, you know, like he's done a crit, like he knows what that's all about. Oh god, you guys, they're so terrible. Yeah, I, as I did, the it, sober play by play guy, I can tell you. Um, now, th- there were some crits, little guy. Uh, fortunately, it sounds like you didn't finish the crits. Um, I did a long-time not. listener of the podcast, Jordan Cullen, in fact, did. And did he, did he organize sun- with you to be in the break? Remember, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't there on Saturday, I, and I didn't uh, race Sunday because after my showing on Saturday, there's no way I was <laughs> wasting that money on Sunday. Um, the, the interesting thing is that I I raced on Thursday as well. I raced the mountain bike, and I blew up midway through the lap, the first lap on the mountain bike race, and then faded, and then. Um, got caught by some guys in the second lap. And I did the same thing in the crit, except for the crit is 40 laps. And I, that meant I got lapped by, like, the third lap. You know, so it, the same thing happened, except I actually had fun and didn't even finish 
poorly at the mountain bike race. So you can have fun when you get dropped at a mountain bike race. You yeah, can't have so fun when you better. get dropped at a road or no. a crit race. That's why you need to wave at everybody. Oh or God. you just start racing on Zwift where you can't get dropped at all <laughs> because you have no friends and you're riding by yourself. Yeah. Um, we got another great email here. This is why we had to put the juniors first. But Michael Harris emails us, says, hey, guys, longtime listener, first time emailer. I was listening to the podcast the other week while mowing my yard. It's a thing I do. And love the story about Matt coming across a sweet nudie mag while cruising the Greenway Trails. It made me think of the time I was riding in the Adirondacks and came across the same thing. Thought I'd share my photo with the group. Keep up the good work, guys. P.S. Do you think if I turn my Strava on while mowing the yard and make a segment, someone might come and steal my KOM? That would be an email (laughs) that I wouldn't mind receiving. So two things here. That would be so amazing if you look out your window and someone's like looking at their phone on the curb, like looking around, being like, "Where is this segment?" Trying to figure out how does it go around the tree and then back, or where does it start? No, they show up on the riding mower. That's totally you know gassed up. Uh (laughs) That KOM's going down. But this little guy, it -hmm. seems that your story of finding the nudie mag on the side of the road on a bike ride isn't unique. So this is uh, pretty hilarious that that this uh, happened. I didn't realize this was uh, as common of a thing as it is. uh, The thing we find. And I have a friend here in Orlando that is a um, a local uh, artist, uh, um, pretty uh, popular artist here. He is now collecting edger blades that he finds on the side of the road when he's riding his bike. So if you guys come across any edger blades that are out Only there. Only in Florida, Pull, pull them up. Let us know where they are, and uh, I'll get uh, email us, and yeah. I'll make sure to get you the address so we can send those in for the next collage. Uh, on the- are you guys that crazy with your with the edging in Florida that there are blades everywhere? Well, not everywhere. That's what makes it a good art project is that you find them every now and then, and then it, you know – it's like finding gold. If gold was everywhere, it wouldn't be as valuable. But, I mean, I don't think I've ever found an edger blade. I've found more porn than i found edger blades. Let's put yeah. it that way. What's more valuable? <laughs> Final <laughs> email kind of the of week. you're in. Final email of the week, once again, was from Brian Koneman. He says, hey, guys, remember the triplets of Belleville movie? Yep, I do. Yep. Look at Dan Martin. Uncanny? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's true. I hope right. someone's weighing his food for him. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Uh, you, you guys, I got two. I got two facts. Uh, I want, but I'm only going to give you one this week, and you got, you're going to have to wait for next week for the other one. So you either pick pick number one or pick number two. Well, when 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 faced with a crisis situation like this, you always pick number two. Number two. Okay. Number two. Okay. I saw Fancy Ray on a on a uh, penny farthing today downtown on the sidewalk. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> You saw Fancy Ray riding a penny farthing on the sidewalk. On the was sidewalk. there a camera He's around? Com- was was no. he getting filmed for an interview? No, but it turns commercial. out. So I told Caitlin this, and she told me, "Yeah, the Hub did a us like a commercial or something, like an internet commercial thing where they where he wrote it in the commercial. So he must have somehow finagled the bike as his payment. Um, but he's just riding it on the sidewalk, like in traffic, like he's w- riding around people on the sidewalk." casually i mean it's not like a super super high penny farthing it's it's he's standing he's maybe like his head's at like six and a half feet or maybe seven feet so you're not super high but it's it's still that a penny pretty farthing but it's so, not it's not a 1890s crazy high wheeler for, for those that don't know because we got listeners well beyond just the twin yeah, cities people don't know fancy but, ray is a local 
Pitchman on late night television for a variety of um, community television. establishments. So he's fancy. Ry- Just look it up. Yeah, look, look up. up Fancy Ray, the most popular man in Minnesota, and then you will see him on a penny farthing uh, going down the street. Exciting stuff. It was weird. It, it, I looked over my shoulder, and there he was. His hair looked great, though. So do you guys have anything else on the docket? This was such a big week for us that we've talked about so many great things, and there's so many more episodes that we're going to have. And you know, we've gotten great emails from people emailing us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. We have great Twitter action at the Slow Ride Pod. Our Instagram is slowly picking up. We're getting lots of followers, so thanks for following us at the Slow Ride Pod on Instagram. Check out the Facebook page. We have a ton of information on WideAnglePodium.com about our show and all of the family of shows, including Crosshairs Radio, where he was just at Mountain Bike Nationals getting all kinds of interviews and other great stuff that's happening within the network. We have HealthIQ.com slash SlowRide, where you can save some money on your life insurance. And I'm going straight to NatureBox.com slash SlowRide so I can get rid of these Starburst jelly beans and get something healthy in my system before mm-hmm. I go play some ice hockey in Zwift. So... <laughs> Lots of great things going on. <laughs> warm up on the Zwift. <laughs> we uh, we want to thank everybody uh, for sending in those emails and for joining the Fellow Games League. Y'all crushed us. You crushed even little guy who crushed the rest of us here on the yeah, show. That's true. I wasn't um, that well. Played. Special shout out to Cyclopaths. Uh, Simon uh, taking the win in our league. Uh, Emmanuel in second place with SL Benefisa. Miss Roubaix dropped down to third with Rodar Guile. The tour team uh, by Easy E uh, in fourth, and Bastille the win in fifth place mm, by Billy nice. Badass. And yeah. great stuff! I give a shout out to Ruby Roubaix. Follow him on Instagram. He was there on the scene at the Tour de France, taking some amazing photos that are totally straight up the Slow Ride Podcast Alley as far as humor and other great things. Pictures of Benton Kerr. Um, just great stuff yeah. all the way around. So check out Ruby Roubaix on Instagram, a longtime listener and one of our uh, our friends across the, uh, the pond, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we, we mentioned it before, but always, always wave at your fellow cyclists or fans on the side of the road. Maybe not during a crit, but definitely during a road race. And that will get you so far in life. So make sure you do that. We'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for his intro and outro music. It's fantastic. It's when you know the podcast is starting, and right now, when it's finishing. (laughs) And I'm Tim, and I'm in Orlando. I'm Matt in Minneapolis. Cross is coming. (laughs) Hashtag. Uh, And this is Spencer in Boston uh, reminding you, until next week, don't be that guy on the road. Yeah, and for those that are wondering, Hincappy's going to still come on the show. Don't worry. (laughs) Holding breath, starting now. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.